0: Life's complicated and overwhelming enough, especially for those in mission-driven work. Let's make your journey to health as simple and sustainable as possible. I'm Lisa Baker, and I want to welcome you to the Simply Health Coaching Podcast, where it's the food, and it's more than the food. On this podcast, we talk about the food that you put in your mouth, and everything else that nourishes you, or doesn't, with special attention paid to the problems and opportunities facing women over 40 burning out in mission-driven work. My vision is a world in which you can be well while doing good. My mission is to give you the simple resources and practices and some helpful connections to get there. Let's get started. Hello, my guest today is Carrie Miller, who is a master neuro-linguistic programming practitioner and transformational mindset coach. She helps introverted women heal their emotional eating so that they can live happy, healthy and confidently by teaching them how to work with their unconscious minds to create empowering beliefs and better internal resources that help them build the life of their dreams. Carrie's journey into coaching started when she worked with an NLP coach who helped her to realize that she was unconsciously eating to the point of almost puking at every meal. It was how she felt full inside, by filling the void inside her with food, and she ate for every emotion. After her breakthrough with her NLP coach, she found self-love, self-worth, and self-confidence. She also lost 22 pounds and has kept it off for four years. And all she did was stop overeating and stop eating her emotions. She's now able to recognize her triggers and utilizes better internal resources to deal with her emotions instead of using food. She had such an amazing transformation, she had to become a master NLP practitioner herself to help other women realize their self love and self worth. Welcome, Carrie. Hi, Lisa. Thank you. It's good to see you again. We've talked before and I'll I'll link that up in the show notes too. Um, So you've been warned. My first question is always the same. Just a chance to get to know you a little bit better. Let's hear about what's your kale and what's your kryptonite. What's your kale? What's the one thing that you know is so good for you that you try to do it every day?
1: So actually I would recommend two things. for me every day is a kale and spinach sandwich or sandwich salad that works too <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i i make my own organic salad every day and it's the kale the spinach the broccoli the cauliflower you know fresh ginger sesame seeds sunflower, mm. sunflower seeds you know the the flax seeds it's it's all of that big nutritious just
0: sounds like a huge dose of all kinds of vitamins and minerals.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and it's for and me it's that one meal there. every, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's there's all sorts of things in there that that are just so so good for you and support you in so many ways that that's my one meal every day that I know that I'm supporting myself and loving myself with.
0: Oh, love that.
1: And, and even though I about- might not get a great meal at dinner, I know that I did something good for myself every day.
0: I love doing that too. Sort of front loading your day so that you know that when you're done with breakfast and lunch, you've already done something really good for yourself. So sometimes it's not so important at dinner to make sure that, you know, you're getting all these things. Uh, And how about your kryptonite? What's the one thing that you know is not great for you and sometimes it sneaks in?
1: Well, I have to say my kryptonite is pizza.
0: Yum. Because yeah. Pizza.
1: You know, I, you know, I don't eat red meat, but pepperoni is the one exception that I make. And that I is so
0: funny. It. I don't eat a lot of red meat either. And I've discovered that I either want the kind that's not great for you, like the really processed stuff, like pepperoni, or I want the really expensive stuff, like all the stuff in the middle, I can just pass on. Yeah. You know? And I have to admit, I have a terrible craving for, um, round hamburger raw. So I know that's a terrible thing to say, but anyway, like I said, it's either the low end of the meat spectrum or the really high end of the meat spectrum. (laughs) So pepperoni pizza is your kryptonite. Well, that's not such a bad thing because you're not doing it every day, right? And you know, once a month I get that craving.
1: I get, you know, the gluten-free pizza crust, you know, it kind of tastes like cardboard,
0: but... (laughs) We're not in it for the crust at that point, right? (laughs) It's the cheese and the pepperoni. (laughs) Exactly, exactly. And that's all good. (laughs) It's all good. I want to hear about what you do and how you came to do it. So I am a master
1: NLP practitioner. That's neuro-linguistic programming. Not everybody knows what that is. Um, We work with the language of the unconscious mind. All learning behavior and change happens at the unconscious level. It's the, it's what's running. If you think you're of yourself as a computer, your unconscious mind is the program running the computer and how good the program is, is what you get out of the computer. So working with women to help heal their emotional eating, we go in and in the unconscious level and we help reprogram the computer. So that they can they can heal the underlying reasons that may be causing their emotional eating and holding on to what I call their protection weight. They had some sort of trauma in the past that they unconsciously made a decision that I need to put on weight for protection. And I can't lose that weight because I still need that protection.
0: Mm, yeah. That that suit of armor that we put yes. on. Yeah. And and discovering why why how is it serving me not to take this armor off right exactly i would love for you to say a little bit about that because um i i sometimes ask my own clients you know what about losing weight is scary because you know they they want to lose weight and yet they hold on to it subconsciously and it's really hard to think of reasons. Like why, why would I want to protect myself? So what sort of reasons exist? So for some of my
1: clients, it's, it boils down to a lot of self-worth. Um, I had whatever trauma they may have had in the past, if whether it was sexual abuse or for myself, narcissistic abuse. Um, it, it may not even been something that big, you know, it could have been, um you know, growing up, my parents always told me I was so I was too sensitive. I took everything too personally and, and felt like I, I was rejected and didn't matter. You know, so it could just, in any range in between, yeah. we unconsciously make these decisions of I didn't get what I needed. I need to protect myself. I'm going to do that with weight.
0: Mm, yeah, yeah, that's great. And there's some also there there are also some, some uh, other interesting reasons that I've I've heard, such as I would have to buy all new clothes and I hate to go clothes shopping. I would be attractive to the opposite sex and that feels threatening. Or I would be attractive to the same sex, you know, whatever the situation is. Like I would become an object of attraction and I'm not comfortable with that. And that's why I don't lose the weight. Yeah. Wow. So say more about neuro-linguistic programming.
1: Yeah. So a lot of what we do, happens unconsciously all everything that we do every second of every day is a is a habit and a pattern and connecting the unconscious mind consciously and recognizing the pattern that we have um so for instance let's say someone comes home from work every night and the first thing they do is they go to the refrigerator and open the refrigerator
0: i don't know anybody who does that not
1: at all <laughs> sarcasm font <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: you know so what, what recognizing what is what is the underlying reason that you go to the refrigerator as soon as you get home from work yeah. what happened at work or didn't happen at work that caused the need for you to go to the refrigerator yeah. and we 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 help you connect the dots because the first the first step in change is is bringing conscious awareness to what the pattern or the problem is mm-hmm. you can't change it if you're not aware of it
0: yeah yeah. You probably know different. this book by um by Janine Roth, When You Eat at the Refrigerator, pull up a chair. <laughs> I have not heard that one. I'm gonna look that I one up. I love that title. And it really is what you're talking about, which is okay, you're here. Let's pull up a chair and admit it. And then let's talk about why you're here. Rather than, I can't believe I'm here again. Oh my god, what's wrong with me? You know. <laughs> it, it, it perpetuates the cycle. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: That, that self beating up of, I know what I, I recognize I do it. I don't know why I do it, but I want to beat myself up for doing it anyway. Yeah. And then just keep going on that hamster wheel.
0: Yeah. Oh, it's such a cycle. Yeah. That judgment. And, and so I imagine there's a lot of, of, uh, looking at it with more curiosity than judgment. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes. Stepping outside of the self and in the in, you know, set, setting that ego aside, and you know, no, no judgment, no rationalizing, rationalizing it. Just it is what it is. There's no right, wrong, or anything. Mm-hmm. This is what it is.
0: Okay, so this
1: I I recognize that I'm not judging myself for it. What do I want instead?
0: Mm, yeah. And
1: allowing yourself to hear the answer, because your unconscious mind always knows the answer. And always tells the truth, mm. and being willing to hear the answer, and not rationalize that it didn't make any sense.
0: So the linguistic part of of NLP is is the actual articulation. Is that is that where the a lot of comes the in?
1: words mm. words have meaning, and they mean something different to everybody. And understanding the words that you tell yourself and the meaning that they have. And being willing to change those words to something else, that gives a clearer direction to your unconscious mind Mm -hmm. so that it gives you what you want instead of what you don't want.
0: Got it. Okay. Yeah, no, that totally makes sense. And it it brings up this sort of specter of, of our inner voices, which makes us sound a little bit crazy. (laughs) When we start talking about inner voices, um, Janine Roth talks about that, too. She calls it the crazy aunt in the attic. <laughs> I call it that board member, you know, the one who's always like, this is a terrible idea. You shouldn't do this. You know, all the negativity that comes
1: in. You know, you know that inner mean girl that, you know, yeah. who's, whose voice is it? Is it your yeah. voice or is it somebody else's voice? Is it your mom's voice? Is it your dad's voice? Is it your ex's voice? Yes. You know, whose voice is actually directing the inner critic? yeah. Yeah, yeah, and Ooh. one of the I'm gonna kind of right, I get yeah. that, that, that chill that I um I sometimes I tell my clients, you know, let's change the voice if, of that you hear inside your head. If it's your ex, so like for instance, my ex narcissistic husband, instead of hearing his voice, I change it to Donald Duck, <laughs> because then I can laugh at what he thinks he's trying to tell me. Right, and if I can laugh at it, that means I don't have to take that direction.
0: Yeah. I don't have to take it seriously. I don't, I don't have to take that voice as advice. Yes. Yeah. Sort of inviting that voice into a conversation rather than treating it as a command.
1: Exactly. I don't have to listen to every thought that I have because it doesn't serve me in a way that, that benefits me.
0: Yeah. Mm, I love that. And I love how in your bio you say, um, you you help women to create better internal resources. i've been I've been really messing around with this this whole idea of the language that we use to talk about things. Like how do we talk about emotional eating? Are we trying to battle it, conquer it, manage it, kill it, control it? And all these words feel so negative and so controlling. <laughs> And I, I love that, you know, creating better internal resources to de- to deal with, to approach, to engage with maybe what's going on with you is, is a much better way to say it. Um, yeah. Sort of the same way that I, I think about, you know, motivation. We we talk a lot about, oh, I just can't get motivated to change my eating habits and and thinking about how motivation sounds it sounds so much like one of those coaches that's just like come on do it just do it what's wrong with you you know and changing that to like can i invite myself to eat better rather than can i motivate motivate myself to eat better if you
1: have something So, so let's start let's try it this way um most people try to affect change from the outside if I change my environment, if I exercise, if I, whatever it is, yeah. I force myself every day to go to the gym. Mm-hmm. How long does that last? Every year, everybody makes these, these
0: you know, new <laughs> the years gyms these just wait for the end of the year.
1: Like, yeah, yeah. people are going to buy memberships. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm going to lose weight this year. I'm going to the gym every day. And then 30 days in, where are they? Yeah. Well, it, really it goes right back
0: to what you were saying about y- you are running a computer program. Uh, I don't know whether you know this book by um, Shad Helmstetter. Uh, what to say when you talk to yourself? I've not heard of that one either. It's a great title. I have very mixed feelings about the book because uh, I find it very um, very much that motivational kind of, of uh, self-help, which I have a reaction to. And I, I don't like it. However, I really like his, his idea that, you know, you're, you're going to have a conversation with yourself, have, have the right conversation with yourself and really thinking about that idea that I have to go to the gym to lose weight, or I have to eat a certain way to lose weight, or I need to do this, or I need to do that. You're still not changing that internal program that you're running. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So, so if, if the you change last because it's not part of the program,
1: exactly, exactly. And in, in, if you don't change it from the inside, it doesn't have the chance to ripple out into your life.
0: Uh, yeah, that ripple So effect.
1: R- when you when you drop a pebble in the water, the ripples go out; they don't mm-hmm. come in. So you can't affect change from the outside in.
0: Uh, love that. Yeah, got to start from the inside. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Talking a lot about your inner voices and your intuition, which I find, I find so many women tell me, oh, but I'm not intuitive at all. It's like, you really are. And you've been squashing her. Like you. So when did you
1: decide not to listen to your intuition?
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: When did you decide not to trust your intuition?
0: Yeah. We don't trust it. We hear it. Yes. And, and we don't Either we don't recognize it or we say, oh, you're not worth listening to. And because sometimes it doesn't make sense, right? We try to rationalize it. Mm -hmm.
1: We get so stuck in that masculine energy of thinking about everything. Everything has to make sense.
0: Yeah.
1: It goes back to your unconscious mind always tells the truth. Mm -hmm. Your unconscious mind is part of your intuition. If you're, if your unconscious mind is telling you the truth and you don't trust it,
0: yeah,
1: you're giving yourself mixed, mix, mixed signals, mix, mixed direction. So your unconscious mind doesn't know what to do for you. Mm-hmm. So it's providing all of the things you don't want because it doesn't understand what you do want.
0: Mm-hmm. All right. So that might actually be an answer to this question, which is when you think about this work that you do as an NLP predict- practitioner, what are the commonalities that you've identified among your clients? Is
1: a lot there something of them. that
0: com- they all have in common?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So from all different walks of life, all different walks of, of work, you know, in everything, um, a lot of them experience the anxiety. A lot of them don't know how to deal with their emotions because they were never taught how to deal with that. It was, we were never taught that it was okay to feel our emotions. And process them yeah so we become disconnected from them we don't know what we're feeling why we're feeling them and how to process them and let them go Mm. but they also have that common thread that i'm not worthy of love i'm not worthy of being listened to i you know it's it's i don't matter i you know all of that guilt that comes along with why you know I want to feel this way, but I'm not allowed to feel this way.
0: Hmm. Where do you think that comes from?
1: You know, I never used to believe that we carried our childhood decisions forward, but we do.
0: Hmm. Yeah. And there's more and more evidence. It's not just our childhood decisions, but it's like a genetic. We actually bear an ancestral code that we weren't aware of before,
1: you know, even being in the womb, we are able to hear what happens in the environment around us. And one of the examples during my NLP training was there was a a, a lady who had carried around, I don't remember the, the the decision or the belief, but she carried around this belief of whatever it was that she had heard in the womb of her mom was watching a movie and heard whatever fight it was in the movie. And brought that out into the world with her and carried that belief with her from childhood, from birth. Wow. In going into an NLP, in finding that underlying belief of, of whatever it was and in replacing it with a new, a new decision and a new belief, she was able to move forward in her life and realize that, hey, I made this shit up from something that I heard that I didn't even realize was a movie. Right. So yeah. yes, it can come from generational... It can come from things that we don't even realize that weren't even real. Yeah. So, going back to those dis- going back to those decisions that we we have made from wherever and from whenever that are still running the program, we need to do a system update.
0: That's mm. <laughs> It's a great way to think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's update the so, system. So really, it's attributed these- to outdated computer systems, outdated operating system.
1: Right. So how yeah. often do you update your, you know, your system, your phone updates its system? How often? Yeah. Every, every couple of months, your, your right. computer needs to do an update every couple of months. Yeah. And we don't do that for ourselves.
0: Mm, we that. don't go
1: in and sit down and, and what do I believe? And why? What, and why? Where did, did from? I get yeah. that from? Mm-hmm. This isn't serving me. So, how can I change this? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Oh, yes. In, That's a in great actu-
1: analogy. Actually, yeah. being at cause for your life, not at the effect of it. Hmm. I am going to create what I want from the inside out. And when I do that, every area of my life is affected and gets better.
0: Hmm.
1: So, for example, when I did my NLP, Coaching program. My symptom going to my coach was no matter what I do, I can't lose weight. And she took me on the deep dive with all the questions and everything. And it turns out I was eating to the point of almost puking at every meal because I didn't feel like I deserved to be loved unless I was perfect. Who's perfect? What is perfect? Yeah. And, you know, the whole I don't matter. I'm unseen. I'm unheard. I'm not valuable enough to anybody unless I'm perfect. Mm. So having so that's, all that's of the that void. Yes. It creates yeah. that void of that emptiness inside of, of unworthiness and, and unloving and, and just that whole berating of whatever emotion goes with that, of all of those negative thoughts. I can't feel full unless I'm full of food.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. and unconsciously eating to that point of I'm not full yet until I'm almost regurgitating oh. and do in unconsciously doing it at every meal and then when you you know working out and you're not losing any weight because you don't realize you're eating enough for three people mm. so replacing all of those beliefs of I don't, you know, I don't have to be perfect to be loved. I am valuable just the way I am. I am heard. I am seen. I do matter and believing it inside and watch it ripple out into every area of my life. Within three months, I lost, I let go of 16 pounds just from, from not overeating. Yeah. I went, my business, I am, uh, I'm also a licensed massage therapist. My business, my massage business went from being booked two weeks out in advance to being booked four, uh, four weeks out in advance.
0: How you do one thing is how you do everything, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes.
1: I was allowing myself to be seen more by more people for my massage business. Mm-hmm. I had the self-confidence to put myself out there. I had the confidence to talk to my clients about what I found in their body that and what they actually need to heal. Hmm. Instead of, oh, I might not say that right. They don't want to hear what I have to say, so I'm not gonna say it.
0: Mm, Yeah. Confidence. Confidence and worth.
1: You know, in it in change, when you change those beliefs, it changes your thought. It changes your thoughts, which changes your behavior.
0: Yeah.
1: It 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 happens yeah. So seamlessly that you don't even realize it until you look back in hindsight and you're like, "Wow. What just happened?"
0: Yeah. <laughs> how yeah. did that happen? <laughs> so now you, as a as a practitioner yourself, what about your work with with clients really disturbs and challenges you?
1: It disturbs me how many people believe themselves to be unworthy it i'm going to get emotional about it it mm. it disturbs me how many people don't love themselves don't value themselves and that's yeah, another pandemic that. isn't it it, it is yeah. there's such it, it's such a uh uh, yeah like i don't i didn't it, it disturbs me to the core as a human race how we are are looking for such the external validation for being loved you know instead of i love myself i don't care if you love me or not because i know i love myself yeah and why why do we need why do we need somebody else's version of love to love my, to love ourselves? Why, why can't I love myself? Why can not loving myself be enough validation for living a healthy life? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah. It it feels like, it feels like and I hate this word, it should be such an easy fix, right?
1: It should be.
0: It should. There's that word. And and just, you just need to change your mind, right? Right. <laughs> Those two words that I don't like and I'm going to use here. Um. And, and what about the work really excites and astonishes you?
1: How easy that it affects change. Mm. Asking the right question and watching their eyes doing their search their search their unconscious mind is you you just want their eyes are going back and forth back and forth back and forth
0: Um, (laughs) there's another computer image for you right yeah it's
1: like (laughs) it's like your mouse is going back and forth right yeah yeah their eyes are searching for the answer their unconscious mind is searching for the answer to that question because they've never considered it before
0: Mm
1: -hmm. and when we can scramble the unconscious mind a little bit new new answers come up Mm. Which creates more resources yeah. because they have more choice of looking at a, an event a different way.
0: Mm. Yeah, it's really about creating new new pathways, right? We get in these ruts subconsciously, and and I like that image of scrambling your subconscious mind. <laughs> it's like it takes, uh, mixing it we, all up and pouring it take out, a and seeing... spoon and stirring it all up. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> Uh, so what, what would you say if I asked you to pick an audience, pick an audience and it doesn't have to be the people you work with. Uh, it could be other people in their lives, uh, or organizations or policymakers or educators, like pick an audience and tell them what could they do to reduce the amount of emotional eating and this sort of armor building and this lack of self-worth, what, what can they do to help? I think
1: if we, maybe we as a society or outsiders of, or dealing with other people, being able to take a step back, and look at the picture as a whole. So for instance, if, I guess if you're a boss or a manager or somebody and you see your employee go from being exceptional to something's wrong, they're not meeting their goals or their, 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 their work has changed or, you know, whatever it is. Um, it's instead of, you know, if you don't do this, we're going to write you up or, you know, why don't you pull them aside and ask them what's wrong?
0: Mm-hmm. I've,
1: I've seen something change in you. How can I support you?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It, it really brings to mind this idea of, of really seeing other people
1: setting, setting everything else aside yeah. and actually seeing them as a human being that has something going on that they don't know how to deal with and asking them, what can I do to support you?
0: Mm, And
1: it may be only just listening. Yes. Let them vent, hear them. Don't try to fix anything and just support them in any way that they feel that they need. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. And, and there's that, that idea of like validating another person by, by really seeing them, by really listening to them. And perhaps that external validation can help support the internal self-worth.
1: Sometimes it's, we get so stuck in, I have to do this myself.
0: Isn't that the truth? Especially as women, I think.
1: And if someone recognizes that there's, you know, someone else is struggling, be willing to take some time to say, I see you're struggling. How can I support you?
0: Yeah. Mm, I love that.
1: But we're, we're, as a society, we're so will not willing to do that. What, What's
0: in it for me? Yeah, I think it's, it's partly what's in it for me. And it's also partly a fear of overstepping, which is crazy because what we, what we need as humans is connection, right? Right. And yet we're so afraid to say to somebody, hey, you're struggling. Uh, and I think especially as, as a manager or boss, to say that to someone uh, can feel like, oh, then I'm really going to scare them. Like I'm going to make them feel even more worthless. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> I don't want them to think I'm saying, oh, you're struggling, I'm, I'm about to fire you. It's it, like the surprise is you're really struggling. How can I help you?
1: Well, And I think we're so afraid to go down that emotional rabbit hole.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Because we go back to we weren't taught how to feel our emotions and how to handle them, how to, how to process them. Yeah. So if I'm talking to you as an employee and I'm asking you, you know, I see something's changed. What's going on? How can I support you? I have to be willing to be able to listen to her, her, his or her emotions and not feel like I need to fix them or validate them or invalidate them.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I just need to listen, yeah. but being willing to be to be open and taking the time to do that. Yeah, just as a, from a human being to a human being, not even a boss to an employee or a mother to a child or a friend to a
0: friend. Yeah. Ugh. Yes. Oh, so much involved in that. <laughs> I'm kind that's of a great piece we? We? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, really helping someone by seeing them and listening to them and not feel like you need fit, need to fix them but more that you're you're just validating their existence and their struggle
1: that that person is worthy of being heard. Yeah. Wow. And I'm willing to take the time to hear you.
0: Yeah. Beautiful. Well, tell us if if anyone would like to learn more about your work, connect with you, what do you have coming up? How can we find you? what's going on? Yeah.
1: So, um, towards the end of the year, um, December, January, I will be having another virtual summit for emotional eating. Um, not quite sure the exact dates yet, but it will be, um, like maybe, maybe the the week after Christmas, the first week of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, so I'll be putting together a bunch of experts again and interviewing them and talking to their, to them about their insights and, 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 their expertise on how to help emotional eating. And um, I I also work with the, like I said, the introverted women with a one-on-one coaching program. And if you're interested in learning more about that, you can email me at Carrie K-A-R-R-I-E at emotionaleatingmasterclass.com. I respond to every email that I get. It may take me a little while, but I respond to everybody. <laughs> Um, you can reach out to me on social. I'm on Facebook. and Carrie Miller. I think it's Carrie Miller, six, seven on Facebook. I'm not for sure, but um, therapy, sure therapy, the therapy by Carrie on Instagram.
0: Great. Those, so if, those... if people are interested in this summit and, and that's actually how we met. Um, yes was your last, uh, summit on you, emotional you eating. Were one of my and, beautiful experts. <laughs> I was so much fun. Uh, highly, highly recommend, uh, signing up for that. So it's not set in stone yet, but if people go to your website, they can, they can, or is, email you,
1: you email me. I can put you on my email list. Yeah. I don't have a website for it yet. Um, okay.
0: it's in the works. Okay. All right. We'll make sure that your email is in the show notes too. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today. And it was really fun to reconnect. And I'm looking forward to the next the next virtual summit.
1: Lisa, thank you so much. You are such an amazing lady. And the work you do is so wonderful. I'm so thankful that we've gotten to be connected.
0: Yes, let's stay connected. Yes, absolutely. Thank All you, right. thank you, thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Please note that any suggestions provided on this show are not meant to replace medical advice, and the opinions of the guests on this show are their own. Simply Health Coaching and Elizabeth A. Baker LLC neither endorse nor take responsibility for statements made by guests. Let me know your thoughts about the episode and share your biggest takeaways and aha moments. And let me know who else you want to hear from on the topic of being well while doing good. You can send me a voice message directly through Anchor, as well as some of the other listening platforms. Please be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast in your listening app so you never miss an episode. Love the podcast? You can support it with a donation directly from the podcast homepage in most listening apps. If you'd like to know more about my work, visit my website at simplyhealthcoaching.com. As always, the link is in the show notes.